0: Welcome in to the Best in Paranormal Podcasting. This is Darkness Radio. I'm your host, Tim Dennis. I am excited for today's show, folks. Let me tell you why. You know, I was sitting back looking at my paranormal TV schedule and thinking to myself, I'm looking for something new. And let's face it, here's the reality of the paranormal TV landscape. And I'm going to speak frankly to you right now. When we look at our ratings... It seems like the Paranormal Investigation TV show has run its course. And I say that because when you look at the ratings, they're falling for Paranormal TV Investigation shows. Now, I have good friends that are on these shows. But the fact of the matter remains, when you look at them, they're starting to slide a bit. And the networks are trying other formats. They're trying new things. My guests today are on one of those shows that's trying new things. And initially, when I tuned into the Legion of Exorcists, I was intrigued because I, I have friends as well that are Exorcists. And one of them's on the show today. And so I I was very, very intrigued. I wanted to tune in and I wanted to see this show. And I wanted to see exactly what direction Eli Roth was going to take this show because Eli Roth is a very well known filmmaker who produces some very well-known horror movies and what direction we were going to take this. Cause let's face it, the, the, the field of exorcism is really not one for entertainment, is it? But yet we still need to pull people in and we need to have an entertaining show. So how do we balance this and how do we do this so that we have an entertaining show yet? We, we put forward a lesson and, uh, in good and evil and and what it is exactly we need to do in this field of the paranormal. Well, I was pleasantly surprised when I sat down and I watched the six episodes of the Legion of Exorcist and that we not only got the lessons we needed to get in, in what it is we do, but I was also pleasantly entertained. So I'm going to bring on without further ado and kind of get an, an introduction to our three guests today. Uh, My guests from the Legion of Exorcists today, we've got Minister Scott Johnson, we've got Bishop Rita Strugala, and we've got the Reverend Sean Whittington today. So folks, I want to say hello to you today, Uh, Bishop Rita, Minister Scott, and Reverend Sean, how are you today? Awesome. Doing great. Hanging in there. Uh, I'm going to start out slow and then we'll build in because, first of all, I want to congratulate all three of you on a great season. And, and, uh, and thank you so much for putting yourselves out there, because I know that it couldn't be easy. The, the scrutiny factor had to be at an all-time high to put yourselves out for this show. Now, exorcists have been featured on different paranormal investigation programs uh, just for an exorcism segment or an exorcism in a program in previous shows And I know that there's a bit of scrutiny when that comes up. But then now it's an entire series based on that. And there's reenactment in there, too. So now we're pushing the factor even higher, the scrutiny factor even higher. I'm going to start with Minister Scott. Uh, Did you have trepidations coming into this program of how it would be made and what quelled those trepidations to get you to participate?
1: uh certainly um you know i am a full-time minister pastor of a, a church here in ohio so i have to get i had to get approval the church had to you know kind of agree on like can i do this and i wouldn't have done it had they not agreed and they've been very supportive um, but the, the branch of Christianity I am a part of typically uh, puts their head in the sand when it comes to spiritual warfare and exorcism and demonic possession. So I have gotten a lot of calls from church leaders I don't know who have nothing better to do than tell me I'm a liar, a charlatan, and a, you know, apostate a somebody trying to make my name uh be famous and all that so there was a lot of trepidation and also uh, i didn't want my wife or kid to be you know in any way accessible through this so um but but really once once after the process during covid it kind of started before covid and the talking and the interviews and stuff um i felt this was going to be a really good thing i was very theologically focused, which is very different than any of the other shows, um, you know, and that's what made me feel a lot more comfortable, but you know, the reenactments also made me uncomfortable and the editing, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to make me say, yeah. you know, cause I, I don't know how that works. And for the most part, I was, for my part, uh, I was pretty satisfied with it. So overall, I think it went pretty well. Bishop Rita, uh, what was it that quelled your trepidation about
0: doing the show and, and what made you come on board?
2: Well, for me, it was, um, a bit different than that. Um, I, I am very much spirit led in what I do and I've always had these gifts and they've gotten stronger. I have had several different shows that have talked about doing something, um, for years. And every time I would ask my guides, you know, is, am I supposed to do this? Do you want me to talk to them? It was no, no, mm-hmm. no. So when this one came up, I actually, I think they've been trying to get in touch with me for about three months. And I'd gotten another email and I thought, what is with this? And so I actually asked, asked my guides, I was expecting a no, um, do I need to speak to these people? And I heard yes. And I thought, wow, that's different. And uh, I was trying to figure out and I was asking them, you know, Why? why do this? Why, why put yourself out there? Why, why do you want me to do this? I mean, I don't want to, I don't want people to be afraid to come to me mm-hmm. because they see me on TV. Um, that they're afraid I'm going to share their story or, you know, anything like that. I, I was really kind of against the whole thing and I would just heard to, to try it, to do it. And um, I finally, um, even after I did the series, see my, my big thing was too, are they going to take the story, and totally munch it up into something that it's not, Um, is it, you know, is there going to be any truth left to it when it comes out? Um, That kind of thing. I was really concerned about that. And I was, you know, I was told by the production company and everything that they were going to stick as close as they could to the actual story. Of course, there would have to be, you know, some dramatic stuff put in here, there, whatever it was, but that the story itself would basically be what we actually lived. And so I was okay with that, and I was more okay with it just because, you know, my guides had said that I was ne- needing to do this. And I finally, right before I was ready to go out there to start shooting, I asked one more time, why do I need to do this? And I heard very clearly, because it is time that this gets out there. People need to know. There's so much evil in the world, people need to know. And that was good enough for me. And that's that's when I decided, all right, that's that's what I'm going to do. All
0: right. Reverend Sean, I want to thank you uh, for being on the program yet again and and coming back to the program and welcome back. Uh, What was it that quelled your trepidation and made you decide that this was for you, that you wanted to be part of the Legion of Exorcists?
3: It's a little bit of, you know, my story is a little bit different, but there's a lot of... of the same feelings that both Scott and Rita had. When, when the gentleman, the first gentleman from the production company reached out to me, and this goes way back to like Scott, before the pandemic, uh, I thought he wasn't legit. I, I really thought he was just pulling my leg, because I get a lot of calls like that, like, you know, Joe Blow from Mylanta Production Company, we want to do a, you know, a Exorcist 4. Um, but then after talking to him for a little bit and realizing that he was legit, I um I felt a lot like Rita did. I started getting messages and, and knowing that God basically laid this in my lap and he was the he was the real show creator that you don't see on the mm-hmm. in the credits at the end of the show. But um and then everything fell into place and I realized well I just gotta let go, let God and trust these people. And every time I had a good interview and I got bumped up the chain of command to that guy's the person above that previous gentleman or or woman, uh, I got deeper and deeper into listening to what their plan was for the show, and it, it was like unlike anything I'd ever been uh, presented with or approached with before, so I, I just, I just had to trust them. Let go, let God, and trust them, and they, they came through. I think they did a. Re- Regardless of what happens from this point, whether it goes to a season two, and I, I and I am going to go ahead and speak for the rest of the cast and saying, I know we all put our blood, sweat, and tears literally into this show, yep. and I know we're all, all really proud of the work, mm-hmm. and that, and that's that's all that really matters. But i get these phone calls all the time from people saying they introduce themselves they say listen you don't know me but i've seen the show i watched you i listened to your stories and what you've done for me was i've i've drifted from my faith and what this has done was it made me want to work on strengthening my faith again and come back to god so i want to thank you for that it's uh, you know put a fork in me i'm done
1: amen interesting
0: uh, before we go any further, because I have some interesting questions to ask about the actual shooting of the show. Um, nothing too controversial, but, but interesting questions nonetheless. Let's, uh, let's get an, uh, a sense of, of where, who you are and where you're from. Um, Reverend Sean, I, I know, well, let's recap for, for people who maybe haven't heard past episodes with you. Uh, we'll start with you first. Uh, your ministry in Las Vegas. Um, go ahead and, and tell people a little bit about your ministry.
3: Well, when I I didn't know any of these people that uh, I met on the show, my fellow cast members. I've heard of a couple of them, but I'd never met or worked with any of them. And I was ordained through a Christian university, and I was a member of a Exorcist Association. So I was an ordained exorcism deliverance minister advanced practice and doing that type of work here in Las Vegas. But my ghost busting, ghost hunting um, background goes back to probably the age of 10. So uh, my wife and I have ghostbegone.biz out here. Um, and it's just the two of us, uh, Mm -hmm. just a husband and wife, two man team. And, um, I'm in the seminary now. I've turned the page on all that because of this show, and I met uh, Bishop James Long on the on the um, on the show. And uh, one day, after we'd all worked together for a couple of weeks, I'm in w- one of the trailers. I think it must have been lunch or a break or something. I'm in there relaxing. And he came walking in and he had a silly look on his face. And he's kind of funny looking anyway, but he had this extra silly look in on his face. And I thought, he's up to something. What's going on? Well, when I was a little kid... My mother used to always ask me, She, most, the most devoutly religious person I knew mm-hmm. was my mother, May she rest in peace. But she used to say, what do you wanna be when you grow up? And I used to dumb kid stuff, like I wanna be a cop or a policeman or a pro football player, yeah. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And she, <laughs> <a good> <laughs> uh, she said, I think you should be a priest. And I always, my whole life, I thought that was the craziest thing uh, she would ever say to me. She's saying it to me all the time. Here he comes walking and he says, listen, I want you to know that I know you have a pure heart and I think you would make a great priest. If you've ever thought about going into the seminary, look into the USOCC, my church, and I can I can get you into the seminary if you're interested. you got to go in front of the, the council of bishops, but I think I can get you in. Well, the whole time he's saying that to me, my mother's face is over his face and her voice is coming through his mouth. And I just knew right then this is why I was here. Mm-hmm. This was all planned ahead of time for me to be sitting in this trailer, being offered to get into the Catholic seminary. And oh. so I've cha- I've turned the page and all that. Now I'm just seminarian, Sean, and hopefully, you know, God willing, uh, with his help, I'll make it to the priesthood. And, uh, and uh, that's my story. <laughs>
0: that's amazing. That's great. That's great. Um, Minister Scott. Uh, tell us, uh, you, you've told us a little bit already about about your church. Uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, about your ministry.
1: Um, well, I'm I've only been doing this about ten ish eleven years. Um, you yeah. know, everybody on this show will tell you, um, none of us willingly went down this path. But before I was a Christian, I was an atheist, um, but had a lot of paranormal experiences. Um, mm-hmm. and then, um, I got involved in drugs and alcohol, became an addict and all that stuff. And at the age of 19, I was going to end my life. And I called out to every God and goddess I could think of, but not Jesus. Cause all the Jesus people I met were jerks and I hated them. <laughs> um, but the next morning Jesus answered. Um, and so I enrolled in, you know, Bible college and, um, I met my wife there and I, have been at my current church. Uh, this is my second church, but I became senior pastor of this church at 26 years old. Um, I don't know why they let me do that. I still don't know why they let me do what I do here, but um, I have an awesome family. I have an amazing wife, uh, beautiful wife, um, amazing kids that I'm proud of. And um, this is just a, a, a small fraction of what I do. I'm kind of like Sean, you know, uh, all this being on the show was intimidating, but it has opened up so many conversations with people, um, that I never would have met about Jesus and the power of God and how much he loves them. And as far as I'm concerned, like Sean said to quote the great Sean, uh, stick a fork in me, I'm done, you know? And so I'll continue to, you know, fight the battles that God puts, puts before me. And I'll continue to share the gospel with people. And that's, that's my life. That's what I live for.
0: That's awesome! Thank you so much, Scott uh, brita, Let's let's talk a little bit about your ministry and and uh, a little bit about your church and 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 how you came about it.
2: All right. Well, when I was um, when I was sixteen, I actually started my first paranormal group. And what had what had transpired up to that point was when I was five, I had a very, very traumatic paranormal experience to me. But what it did was it, it made me wonder, how do things talk that don't have a voice box? How, how does this stuff happen? My parents were always very, the no-nonsense, this stuff did not exist. And so there was, they never let us watch any ghost shows or anything like that. And at that time, the only thing that was really out there was you know, Casper the Friendly Ghost and, <laughs> and yeah. uh, books on Hans Holster. So I read everything I could find on the subject. And by the time I was 16, I'd started my own group. And we, by the time um, I was 20, we were actually out there helping people, cleansing uh, properties and things like that. I just kept learning more as I went along kind of thing and uh, clearing land and stuff like that. In uh, 2012, one of the cases that I worked actually came to the attention of an exorcist bishop uh, named uh, James Goodwin who, God bless his soul, has passed over now Mm -hmm. um, from Crossville, Tennessee. And I had done a case and it, it, it was, it, the guy was, it was all for attention. And trust me, he was full of demons. saw so half of one come out of him, half of one, oh, the other wow. part stayed in. Yeah, it, it was, it was crazy. And he was doing all this for his entertainment and it was making me angry. And I've since learned that when I know someone has a possession, it makes me angry. It, I'm not angry with that person. I'm angry with that demon in there. And that's how it affects me. But um, at that time, I I knew he did, and he wasn't going to do a thing about it, didn't want to do a thing about it. So I had left. I'd done what I could, and I knew nothing was going to work on a cleansing and that because the guy wasn't serious and had no intention of ever changing. And so I thought that was it. I thought that was the end of that. I went on with my life. Well, a few weeks later, I got this phone call from James Goodwin, who had Bishop Goodwin had, uh, um, apparently the guy had contacted him. And... He had, from what I could understand, he had ordered or asked for four, three or four other paranormal teams out there and used them the same way and said, oh, well, nobody will help me. Well, he was doing the same thing with with the bishop. And I just told him straight out what happened and that he was wasting his time. Feel free to do whatever he thought he needed to do. But, you know, I he was it was ridiculous. And the next day he said, well, he said, would you mind writing up exactly what happened and sending it to me this weekend? And I said, sure. So I did. I sat down, documented everything we did, everything that he said, everything that happened. And I got a call back from him on Monday and said, I want to thank you. I really want to thank you for for he said you were extremely thorough on this. He said, I'm wondering if you would uh, if you would consider being my investigator when people call me and say that they have you know demonic things going on. Would you mind going in there and doing just what you did documenting this case? And I thought about it, and I thought, well, okay, sure, I can do that. I've been doing paranormal for you know 30-something years at that point. It's like, yeah, I can do that. I, I wasn't real comfortable with it because I really didn't want to get that close to the darkness. Yeah. But I, I knew he needed somebody in that, and so I, I did it. And then uh, um, in, uh, oh gosh, what was it, 2014, um, ended up having somebody go into possession right in front of me. Oh, wow. And I was actually put in my worst nightmare. This is what I'd been trying so hard to stay away from. Honestly, the Lord had tried for over a year to convince me this is the direction he wanted me to go. And I knew it. I could feel it. But I felt like there's a snowball at the top of the hill and it was coming down. And it was fixing to smack me. And I I wanted nothing to do with it. I kept saying, please, Lord, no. I don't want to do this. He was so patient with me. So patient. And every time we had a case something would happen and at the end there was no other explanation for it and i would just hear see i've got your back and i think oh lord i still don't want to do this and it went on at this this last one that happened where that he literally put that in front of me i know he did because he knew i would never step into it on my own he put that in front of me and i had the choice to either walk away not help them or at least try yeah And I did. And at the end of that night, it was the most epic thing I've ever had happen. And I wish they had shown it on the show. All of this got cut out, every bit of it. And at the end of the show, there were these unbelievable storms that kept coming up every time we'd go in and cleanse the house or when this exorcism was going on. And the minute, the very minute it left, everything stopped. The rain stopped. The thunder stopped. Lightning stopped. Wind stopped. Stop. And I'm like, "What is going on?" We get back up to the place where the original thing happened 30 years prior, and I was having everybody. This is after the exorcism and everything. Going to have everybody just take a detox, put all the the negative stuff that we had accumulated into the ground, into the earth, and fill ourselves with the white light from God. And everybody was feeling so much better. This storm, as we were headed to that place, come up again. And I'm like, no, Lord, please not again. And all I could see the rain. The wind was just crazy. And I all I could think was, please don't strike us with lightning. Lord, please don't strike us. That's all I could think. I didn't care if I get wet. I don't care. Just please don't strike me with lightning. We get up there and I get them in this, this medicine circle and have everybody start to detox mind you this storm is now raging all around us and all i'm concentrating on is getting the negativity out of these people i don't want to send them home like that yeah and when that happened and i filled everybody had everybody fill up with the white light and everybody felt so good it was amazing and all of a sudden i looked at at james who was the guy that does did our tech for the group and i said do you feel that and about the same time everybody looked and saw the trees are literally bending over all around us there's rain everywhere the lightning and thunder we look straight up and there's nothing but stars over our circle that was my defining moment when i finally said i get it you've got my back i'll do it
0: that's awesome
2: and that's how i ended up so now i've uh, now fast forward uh, several years after that um, i'm with the uh, Celtic cross communion international the Celtic Cross Old Catholic Church. I'm the chief exorcist for for um, for them, um, which is pretty much the whole East Coast. Um, I'm also the chief exorcist for uh, the uh, Confraternity of St. Michael the Archangel and for the Sword of St. Michael.
0: That is and awesome. That's what I do. That is awesome. <laughs> Bishop Reed. I have to ask you this. Um, why do you suppose that that bit that you just told us about was cut out of the show?
2: I think... I, I'm hoping it was just for an interest of time. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I really think these these episodes to really because honestly, I we all heard each other's stories Mm -hmm. as they we were being told, so we knew how much was being cut out after we saw the show. This, you know, when it was well done and and over with, Mm -hmm. and we all said, you know, the actual stories were so much scarier and so much more enlightening and 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 so much more awesome than than what actually came out because of that interest of time yeah and and i really think if we could have each person have their one hour show um as some of them do where they could actually hear more of the actual story and get the the gist of what it, i think it in my opinion would just be so they would understand better And it wouldn't have been so um, everything so cut out of it Um, because it it takes it takes a lot more. I mean, one case of ours is never a half an hour long.
0: Right.
2: It can start, you know, six months ago kind of thing up till now. And so many things in between make it what it became. And there's no way to tell it. There's no way to get that out there so people appreciate what these poor people went through and what we had to do to, to resolve it. Right. Um, that's just what I
0: think. I think that's a good point for us to take our break. When we come back, I want to ask Minister Scott, Reverend Sean, were there things about your cases that maybe they could have expounded on, maybe some things that, that could have been thrown out there in the cases that you were featured in? I know there were some chilling moments in both your your cases, uh, Minister Scott, Reverend Sean, that when I watched it on TV, I went, whoa, uh, and, and thought, you know, Uh, To me, it seemed like at home, watching as a viewer, I didn't think that that there could possibly be more. Maybe there was more. We'll ask when we come back. And then I want to get into some specifics about the actual filming itself. The question that I'll ask that I want you to ponder during the break is this. In a paranormal market where evil is sexy... And God is something that we refrain about talking about. Did you feel any pressure to maybe throttle back talking about God? Or was God on the table and wide open? And did you not feel any pressure whatsoever to to throttle that back? I want you to think about that when we are in the break. We're with the Legion of Exorcists today. My guests are Minister Scott Johnson, Bishop Rita Strugala, and Reverend Sean Whittington. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the filming of the show and exactly what the stakes were. We'll put it that way. When we come back here on The Best in Paranormal Podcasting, this is Darkness Radio. Welcome back to The Best in Paranormal Podcasting. This is Darkness Radio. I'm your host, Tim Dennis. With me are the, at least part of the cast of the Legion of Exorcists. Uh, we have with us Minister Scott Johnson, Bishop Rita Strugala, and Reverend Sean Whittington. I want to thank all three of you again for for being with me today. Uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, getting into the filming of, of the Legion of Exorcists, and uh, Bishop Rita was telling us before the break about... Uh, part of her story and really what seems like a very important part of the story that was left behind. And we're, we're just speculating it was for time because really there's only a half hour that's, that's left for each individual exorcist story. And when you think about it with commercials, that's really only about 22 minutes. And and when we're talking about, uh, you know, individual story time, and that's not a lot of time you've got to set up character wise and everything, what you're going to do for a story. Um, I'm going to go next to, to minister Scott here. Um, do you feel with the stories that, that, that you had on the show that you were kind of in the same boat? Was there a particular story that, that you had this season that you went, man, you know what? There was a lot left on the cutting room floor that probably could have been featured that, that would have lent to a more fleshed out story. That something important might've been left on the floor.
1: Yeah, like, so my first story they did, I think it was episode two, that one was pretty good, except they made the mom, like, really mean and crazy yeah. up front, but she yeah. didn't get that way right till the very end. Yeah. Um, so that was the only real problem with that one. Um, the second one I did, um, like if you remember the opening, I think it was episode four, um, there's a kid levitating. Yes. Um, and they, they give zero explanation as to why there's a levitating kid in this possessed girl's bedroom. He, that's the only time he appears. Um, and there was no explanation for that whatsoever. Um, and I kind of was like, well, that's kind of a, a big cutout. Also there was a a stepfather involved in this. The the mom and dad were extremely brave and basically you know, letting me lead them through doing the exorcism via, you know, computer or Skype uh, at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they didn't include the stepdad, um, you know, they didn't include a whole lot of the, the backstory with the boyfriend and, and, and all that stuff. And so, but, but it was just like weird, weird. Uh, okay, there's this random levitating kid, Yeah. No. Um, but they didn't tell why. And it was just like, that's how they opened the show mm-hmm. was the, the mom. Like you have to see this, you know, and this kid levitating. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. But then when they got in the story, there was no explanation. So then I got a lot of emails like, so were there two people possessed? Was there, did it jump? But it was like, no, that the boyfriend was being controlled by the, the girlfriend. But I mean, ultimately um, I think the actor that portrayed me did as best he could because Facebook blocked him from contacting me. I didn't even know that he has tried to contact me until like a week before, because he was trying really? to get to know me. So all he went off of was the podcast I've been on, and he watched a few sermons of mine that live stream. So I think given that much, uh, or that little, I guess, uh, he did okay. Um, and I, I didn't have a problem uh, with him. He definitely made me look better. <laughs> um, but that second episode was really like, you know, I was like, man, there's a lot of, of stuff. And then me and my wife were watching, and I could even tell her, I was like, we're with her, like Rita's or Sean or Bishop Long's or uh, Donnie or uh, Rich's stories. I was like, oh, man, they cut out this huge part, um, you know, that does, that would make a whole lot more sense. So I think it was all done in the interest of time, um, at least. You know, that's what I'm going to hope for anyway. Um, but that's the only one I really felt was odd in mine.
0: I'm sure. Let me ask you specifically about that fourth episode uh, in the the Skype or the over the Internet Um exorcism if you will. Um they start to explain why it works or the, or they they get into the you know the the deliverance of prayers and then they stop. It's almost like you're you're starting to explain why those prayers work and then we go in a different direction. It's like boom. We're 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 off into a different yeah. deal. Um, could you flesh out for our listeners why it works just as well on Skype? Because I've had other exorcists on the show that have kind of told us why it, it's, it's just as good. But, but you know, to, for, for you to be on the other end like you and I on Zoom right now, um, why it's just as good for you to be on the other end of Zoom as it is to be in person.
1: Well, so that was, that's the only time that has ever happened to me. And it was because it was such a desperate situation. I typically won't do it over Mm -hmm. like zoom and stuff, but, but, you know, the thing about prayer and God, you know, the Holy Trinity is everywhere. Um, I can pray here and it'd be effective thousands like I can, if I'm in person. So at that point it worked, Um, you know, there are some, exorcists who make a lot of money by doing Skype video exorcisms. Um, And those are like the real charlatans of this game. And and so I didn't want to be associated with that, but I thought that was a cool story because we were coming out of the pandemic and everybody was in this, like we're all used to talking on zoom mode. And I thought that would be very relevant to the, to the thing. Um, you know, but personally I don't prefer to do that. I don't like to do it. And that's the only time I've ever done it. Um, yeah. not say I wouldn't do it again, yeah. but, um, it, it kind of takes away all your instinctual feelings that you have when you're in the moment that God is giving. And, 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 but kudos to the parents that did the, uh, stand in and did the, the whole, and the, and the things like that, because they were very brave people. Cause it was a very scary, you know, that, the teenage girl that was possessed was, it was very scary and aggressive and violent and horrible. Um, and so they were scared of their own child. So, um, you know, it worked and, and I, believe I can make it work, but I just, it, it, you know, because prayer is just anywhere. Um, and that's all. People don't realize that when you think of like exorcism, exorcism is is reading scripture and praying. Mm-hmm. um Really, when you boil it down, like that's it. It's not like some like I have a magical power and yeah. you know it's Jesus. And I'm going to.
0: We seem to be losing Scott a little bit there. anybody else hearing scott or is that just me
3: i am i am not hearing i'm
1: sorry nope. there he is. Uh, all right
3: there, there we go here. i think we got you back i think he's frozen too and you know talking about this kind of stuff there's going to be you know interference if you know what i mean yes, yes.
0: no it's not the first time we've ever had interference <laughs> yeah. on a show where we're, we're
3: can
1: talking. you hear me now yep i can hear you now there you okay. go scott there you go yep. i don't know um but yeah it's it's one of those things i wouldn't recommend you know, doing that was also my very first exorcism. Um, so, yikes! Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, it, 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 it works just as fine. But I would rather do it in person.
0: Right, absolutely, uh, Reverend Sean. I want to I want to throw the same question to you. There's a couple of um, a couple of scenarios that that you deal with in this season that are particularly frightening. I mean, everything from the black mist to the uh, the episode with Sam, the, the showdown with Sam, where you, you actually have an encounter with Jesus. Um, I, you know, there's some particularly powerful stories there, which to me seem like you can go far beyond 22 minutes, my friend. What, what's, uh, tell me, I mean, there, there had to have been some shortened stories there.
3: Well, real quick, I know I'll be kicking myself if I don't do this real quick. And sure. I, I want to give a shout out to Absent Friends, which is demonologist Rich Valdez, Bishop James Long, and Pastor Donnie Williams, Absolutely. the other cast members. Yeah. Um, I also want to give a shout out to um, Adam Sampson, um, Allison Berkeley, and mm-hmm. Joseph Freed from Marwar Junction Productions. And I also want to give from the tra- Travel Channel, our director brian Nat miller a big shout out and the actor steve crawford that played me um because without all of them none of this would have happened me personally i i i love the show mm-hmm. i loved every episode i loved everybody's stories and i i know that you know I, I told them a lot of stories in in all the months that i had many many hour and a half two hour zoom interviews with show creators some of them they just flat out said that's just way too scary for tv um, and some of them said, that's a little bit too graphic, a little bit too violent for TV. Some of my stories they couldn't even use. And then some that they were going to use, they, they, they were honest with me honest with me and say, we're going to have to water this down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you ask about the, the, those two episodes. Um, there was a lot more violence, uh, that happened, especially in the, uh, the attack on me that, um. You know, colleagues of mine have discussed it with me a lot that we all pretty much assumed that I probably died then. And it was uh, just a miracle that, you know, my guardian angel was there and was speaking to me in my ear, telling me, pray, dummy, pray. And me starting to pray and bringing me back out of that. Um, the episode was very I was even here at home uh very emotional watching the episode about me seeing Jesus, but Jesus in, in the in the real the real story was I actually saw Jesus on the cross after the crucifixion, oh, wow. and he didn't even resemble a man. He basically just resembled a battered, rotting, bloody, dirty piece of meat hanging on a tree, and they said we I, we don't think we can do that. Not that they didn't want to. But uh, like you mentioned those were powerful episodes yeah. and you didn't want you know you got to be real care I guess the way I'm not in that in the TV biz. I guess the way you present that sort of thing they just had their trepidations about some things so they had to water down some of my episodes but uh, I, I'm really proud of the show. I know that uh, 20 minutes, they also wanted not only they, you know, they felt bad about it too. They had to cram about twelve weeks of filming into two weeks. Wow! To yes. Get this series done, yes. and wow. they wanted the sto- they wanted the the episodes to move fast, yep. be as thorough as they could be, but they also wanted the episodes to move fast so the because, you know, the audience apparently audience attention spans are not what they once were. They're minute. And you've got, yeah, and so yeah. you got to keep their attention, and the story's got to relatively move quick. But if we go to a season two, uh, there may— who knows, there may be some changes. But me personally, I every time a show would air and would be done, I'd send as many emails out and private messages and text messages to everybody that I knew was involved in, in putting the show together. And I would just say, listen, brilliant job tonight. God bless you. You're on the prayer list. I'm praying for you. I, I thought tonight's episode was great. Um, but flip side of that coin, there probably could be, you know, some changes made here or there. But even if they didn't make any changes, I, I really am. I'm a big fan of the show. and I, I think they did a really good job. I'm a huge fan, too.
0: You know, I as I sat and watched at home and I've sat and rewatched uh, quite a few of the episodes. To me, it moves very quickly. They they accomplish that uh, very well, and and you're right, and they're right in that the audience's attention span has become minute. But that has been decades in the making. Uh, we created our own monster there, in that we've we started with an MTV generation, and we started with quick cuts and videos, and we we you know fed bite size portions and morsels to our our audience and people wanted the quick cuts for for decades and even generation x fed it to their children and now we're at a point where people need tiktok sized you know bits and morsels in order to focus and that's all they can focus on so you got to give them quick hits and you got to give them action along with information and what I feel I liked the most about, and this is where I'm, I'm going to transition to the next question. Now, what I liked the most about Legion of exorcists is that you got your, your quick hits, your scares and everything else, but then you also transitioned and gave them the information that they needed as well with it. It wasn't just the sexiness, evil, and the the scares that everybody was looking for out of the show, which I guess makes the network happy. And I'm just I'm speaking for myself here. I'm not speaking for you three. Um, but in that, you also get the good that you need to put out there as well. This is where the next question comes up, and I'm going to start with you, Bishop Rita. And that's this: at any time during the filming, did you feel like you were ever? Because I've I've sensed this in other shows that maybe there's a bit of a throttling that, you know what, we like the sexiness of putting the evil out there, but maybe you want to throttle the God talk a little bit. Did you ever feel like maybe there was too much God talk or maybe you should be, maybe you should throttle that a little bit on set or were you wide open? It was, you know what, you talk about what you're going to talk about.
2: One of the things that I was so impressed with this production crew and with the the channel, um, travel channel was i never ever felt that i could not say the name of jesus father god we were encouraged to say what we were feeling and what you know what got us here how how did this happen how did you find yourself in this position and i mean there were times where i called out churches even uh, because i don't feel like they do enough to help Um, but that's just me Mm -hmm. but did they ever say i couldn't say anything about that no they did not they we were never, to my knowledge, I was never said, Hey, could you, you know, dial that back a little bit or, or could you, you know, just refer to, you know, your creator kind of thing. Don't, don't give it a name or whatever. There was none of that. And that was one of the things that impressed me so much about this show was that we were allowed to talk. We were allowed to say what we felt. And it, it was, it was awesome. I, I, I've got to commend them. I was really afraid that when we got in there that we might hear talk like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, kind of dial it back from from, you know, Jesus or whatever. There was none of that. To my knowledge, there was none of it. And I am so thankful to them. And because of that, I would I really enjoyed doing the show.
0: Minister Scott, there's a there's a moment in the series where you cite that there's a a carving that's actually part of a, a Hebrew. Character, And at that moment, I know there, there had to have been one or two TV executives that might cringe a little bit and go, oh, wait a minute, I don't know that we want to put that in the show because they may think that you might be going after a, a certain group. Um, but the show is brave enough to put it in there because it actually happened. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. an actual thing that happened. And, and the fact that you cite that a demon can actually use a religion against you or can use a religious artifact against you, uh, the fact that that's put in the show may, at one point or another, potentially offend one particular group or another. Did that, did you get any pushback from the network on that or from any network executive or was it completely hands-off on that deal
1: actually um they were the ones that wanted me to delve deeper into what that meant um it was a passing part of my story so that was their idea which i appreciate because i mean as a guy who took years of hebrew and greek you know i know this stuff i work with it every week you know Mm -hmm. it's what i do Mm -hmm. so i don't give it much thought because most people their eyes roll back in their head when you start doing biblical languages and stuff like that and they're like can you not bore me to death but they included that and and i was really impressed with that um just like uh rita said and uh i cannot stress and i think i speak for the whole group and they can correct me if i'm wrong and even those who are not here um this is was super christ-centered Um, Yeah, we were never, we were never once said, Hey, don't talk about that. You know, in fact, we were invited because again, that's what makes this show unique. And, and interesting is that the exorcist isn't just the sidekick character that comes in, at the end for, you know, this obscure guy, uh, or gal who just shows up and, you know, God fixes everything. It's like, this is what we live, but also we're people of of deep faith in Jesus. And we believe every word of the Bible. And there were times where, um, you know when you're when you're on a TV show, they feed your story back to you to make it more palatable because they're smart. Like Brian Nap Miller is an absolute genius um, yes. at that, and he can he can do things on the fly. Like my brain is still like three days behind by the time he's figured out like a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they would feed things back, but all of us were very good at stopping and saying no. That's that's not what we, we believe. You know, if they were to slip up like that, and they were very respectful of that, and that's what stuck in the show. Um, and so our faith was very much encouraged um in the filming and that ultimately confirmed that this is something i wanted to be a part of because that is without our faith and without jesus there's no there's nothing there's no source of help for anyone without those things and so um, am i worried about offending other religious groups no because I, I i just talk about jesus i didn't talk about any other religious groups i mean i might tick off a few witches or something but you know um I mean who doesn't doesn't know it but um you know but they encouraged us to be uh, a lot. And there was a lot of times that you would find the cast and crew that weren't supposed to be sitting around watching were just sitting there in awe. And we were basically, there were times that we would basically be preaching sermons almost about mm-hmm. these experiences and the power of God inciting Bible verses. And people were just like, you know, sitting there listening. And I thought that was one of the most beautiful things of this show was that our faith was not only encouraged, it was put on display because without it, you do not have an exorcist uh, mm-hmm. because there's nothing. Exercise if faith is not real and God is not real. Right. So uh, I really appreciated that, and I never felt throttled back or, or asked to deny anything or you know water things down at all. I was really impressed by that.
0: Did you catch Flack, Scott, for um, the episode where uh, and, and I forget the gentleman's name, but the wife, you know, the wife that goes evil at the end. There's there's the scene where she puts the sage in front of them, but underneath there's the crystals and and there's witchcraft. She's involved in witchcraft at the end. Um, did you catch flack from witches on that deal with the crystals? And you, because at one point it said that you say in the episode, that's not part of my toolkit. I th- I'm paraphrasing here. I'm, I'm not quoting you. Yeah. Uh, you, you paraphrase. That's not part of my toolkit. I don't use that. That's not basically part of my, my tool set. Um, yeah. And in just basically, I guess, inferring that that that's more of a witchcraft thing, that's more of the occult, that's more of the other side's tool. Um, and I'm, I'm yeah. putting it kind of nicely there. Um, You're right. So did you get flack from or did you get emails? Did you get communicate from from witches from that and, and basically saying that's not necessarily an evil thing?
1: I, I never got any directly. Um, I heard that I got some, um, okay. but I try and avoid reading all the comments and stuff like that. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I, I, haven't got any flack directly. Um, you know, and again, my, my point is not to offend. My point is to speak truth. Um, and so it's. I'm not trying to, you know, devalue what somebody else believes or or whatever. But I mean, it, it is what it is. Truth is tr- truth, no matter how you slice it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have not, at least to my knowledge, gotten any, you know, personal threats or you know, I haven't personally received. The only personal criticism I received is from fellow Christians, which is mind blowing. Um, really. So you know, but I've heard that there have been rumbles. But again, at the end of the day, I just have to, you know whatever we're in a generation where i could say the sky's blue and somebody could say no it's purple you know and then we all get into an argument so I, I wasn't my goal was not to offend but to speak the truth and if i get flack for that you know i mean they killed my lord and savior so i'm not any better True. than him so True. whatever
0: mind if i ask you the most ridiculous question in the world what happens scott yeah. if a uh, if a witch decides to try and put a curse on a minister based on on your your view of witchcraft especially I mean, on an exorcist it depends on the minister
1: it, it it depends on the minister i mean um you know i think the holy spirit protects us um you know ultimately yeah. And but there are some that lack in faith and there are some that I think maybe God lets lets through to maybe help them grow in their faith. But um, hopefully I never find out the answer to that question. So anybody watching, please leave me alone. I don't hate you. I love you. And so does Jesus. Well,
0: God willing, you never find that out. That's that's right. That's the, the answer to that. Um. So, I, I, I want to transition this discussion to the outside world. I mean, and, and we're, we're all hoping that you guys get a season two. Uh, you know what? I do have one other question when it comes to the show, and that's this. And I want to kind of transition to other religions. Now, we all know there are exorcists in other religions. Would it be now, and as you pointed out, Scott, that, that this this show was very Christ-centric. Would it be something, or would it be an option to open it up to other religions and have exorcists from other religions? And I want to, I want to uh, point to Reverend Sean first. Would it be something that that you think would be an option, or do you think that it should stay Christ-centric? Uh, let's go to Reverend Sean first with uh, your opinion.
3: It's that is a great question, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and just. Uh, tell you a little story about something that they totally cut out. We had people that were brought in as guest appearances for the roundtable sessions in every episode. And one of those was a messianic, jewish exorcist who we loved and he he never he never appeared in in the show for time again but i think that might change if we go to a season two that they make time for that but there again here this uh, messianic uh jewish rabbi believes in jesus so i think um i personally and i've been doing this a long time i personally haven't I've, I've met a lot of exorcists from different religious belief systems and the way they go about doing what it is they do to bring closure to cases and expel unclean spirits from homes and property and, and uh, possessed individuals. But when the smoke clears and when you get down to the nitty gritty, they all believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, I haven't met... An Exorcist yet that uh, that doesn't believe that. Are they out there? I'm sure they I'm sure they are. I just haven't met one. But um a lot of the, something else a lot of people don't know about this show was we weren't on a set. We were actually filming on location at this beautiful. I've never seen anything like it. beautiful, almost two hundred year old Catholic church. Up on a hill okay. above old Pasadena, and so you couldn't not have God and Jesus all around you mm-hmm. the whole time you're there doing the project because you're you're smack dab in this church with just this. Uh, you know, I, I never really sat down with the other cast members and asked them what they saw and felt in this place, but I, me personally, I was seeing a lot of angelic beings and just felt the Holy Spirit all over that place, and not so Holy Spirits around, uh, mainly on the outside of the place, but you're going to have a history like that, spiritual history like that, with a place like that, but it was everywhere. The show couldn't have been, uh, you know, not had that be the main focus and the main theme of the show, that we do what we do because uh, God and Jesus are there helping us Using us as conduits and vessels to come through and and, and do what we do. So, um, but yeah, I I think maybe in the season two, who knows if they'll bring in some other people like that. Uh, I just it, I, I just have yet to meet one that uh, you know. Couple of holy men mm-hmm. from indigenous tribes that I've met and worked I, with. I was. They just talk about up. the Great Father, mm-hmm. and they have no problem with me bringing Jesus and my God into the equation. And sometimes we sit down and talk. Do we? Do we pray to the same God? And and we all just kind of smile, and we we just don't know. We we agree to to disagree that. We, n- none of us are experts. None of us have all the answers, mm-hmm. but we will all have the... Uh, we're going to be doing another version of your show one day in heaven mm-hmm. and having this discussion and yeah. laughing about all the things we'll know then that we don't know now. But uh, I, I have yet uh, to meet anybody that doesn't at least acknowledge a higher power of love and light that is, you know, guiding them through what it is they do when they're battling uh, the dark forces
0: a good answer. That's uh yeah. You know, you you got to it before I even got to it, talking about indigenous tribes and and Native Americans and and even to go maybe as far as and, and the only example I can come up with here is is if you want to talk about someone who might have had experiences with all different religions is someone like John Zaffis. Uh, to bring someone like John Zaffis onto a program with with you all, um, who who's experienced multiple. Um, ethnicities and beliefs, and bring him on with you, um, and someone who still does believe in Christ as well, and and had those multiple experiences. I mean that 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 would be someone like that, Bishop Rita, someone like John Zaffis. What kind of an impact would someone like that have on your show?
2: Oh boy, um, yeah, that would definitely open up uh, a lot a lot bigger area of you know the different religions and and things like that. Um, I like Sean, I've not met, I mean, I've met some people that, that were, you know, they didn't specifically believe in Jesus. They thought he was a nice man and that was it kind of thing. But at the end when talking with them, it's quite clear that we all pray to one God. Mm -hmm. Um, at least that's the way I took it. And as long as it's all going back to the creator who is our God and their God, um, they may think differently about it. And, and, you know, it was okay. It was all, we all have basically the same belief system. It's just uh, splitting hairs on what you want to call them.
0: Minister Scott, is that a potential breaking point in harmony on a set? If you bring in someone who maybe has a different outlook uh, and you're, you're sitting around talking and you have maybe somebody who, is a pagan exorcist or, or maybe is of a different religious belief. And, and they say, well, I, I, Jesus was just a a Gnostic priest or, or just a man, just a a guy who had a great outlook, but in no way was he divine in in that minute. Does that cleave the, the, the cast in half?
1: So I work with a lot of people and my philosophy is I will never deny grace and love to any other human being. Um, however, in I guess I'm going to be the contrarian on this, um, in a set like this, I would have personally me, Scott Mm -hmm. would have a very difficult time with that. Um, because I have seen other, uh, religion exorcist work. Um, and I've only seen it make the problem worse. Um, so, I, I would be uncomfortable with that, but that doesn't mean I couldn't get over it and I wouldn't work with or I would judge someone or be like, I'm not made a part of this um, it, I, because I truly believe that the only answer for this is Jesus Christ. Um, that's the only way he's the only one who died for humanity. He's the only one who sent the Holy spirit. He's the one with God in the beginning who created, he is God. So I, I would have a problem with that. Uh, if the show, like say there was a season two and I went into all these like other things, but also I'm not. Super close-minded, either as much as that previous may be. Um, I'm still learning as well, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not here to judge anyone. I, I, you know, the more the more allies in this fight you get, the better.
0: Okay, all right. Let's switch gears a little bit. I want to talk. I want to go from the show itself, and I want to take a look at the outside world. And one of the articles we had yesterday on supernatural news was a little disturbing. And there's a trend out there, especially in South America, where we're seeing school children who are playing with Ouija boards and it's happening in schools and there you're seeing stories about 36, I think the latest one was 36 school children going to a hospital because there's either mass hysteria, as they call it, mass panic, or what other holy people are calling mass possession um, that are happening when these things are played with at schools. Um, So, I'm going to go around the room, so to speak, and I want to get your individual impressions. I'll start with Reverend Sean. Why is it, or is it, in your opinion, that the chasm of evil is opening ever more, or is it that we hear about it more? Which is it? Because it, it seems to me like, as I gather news for Wednesday shows, that it seems like It's a little of both to me that, that, that we're seeing more and more evil as, as the days get, you know, as they, as they tick by Reverend Sean, which is it?
3: Well, one of those cases you speak about, I'm very familiar with, and it was a bunch of school children in, in Central America that all went into a coma state after playing after playing with a Ouija board. And, um, but they kept it very, very hush-hush. I mean, foaming at the mouth, comatose states, all having to be rushed to the hospital. It wasn't the water. It wasn't bad food. Uh, they were all playing with a Ouija board. So, I mean, it, we all know what happened. So here's the thing. Um, and we were talking about Jesus. I, I just have this clear picture in my mind right now of that new Jesus Ouija boards out. Has anybody seen that? It's the silliest looking thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, we uh, read the story about um, that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, th- this is it, for me, this is it in a nutshell. Yes. Uh, the veil is about as thin as I've seen it in my whole life. Evil is uh everywhere now and it's a the reason is is because humanity has gotten away from God and we've allowed it to get we have allowed it to get to this point and uh, that's that's the sad thing about it um, it's just we seem to have uh, you know you find less and less people Believing in God and uh, believing in Jesus and um, and following, uh, having some type of religious belief system in their life, going to church, um, you know, turning, turning the practicing, turning the other cheek, praying for your enemies, forgiving, just being a good person, treating others as you would want them to treat you, and and you know, and if you don't have to believe Jesus was the Son of God, but. If you believe in Jesus, at the very least, at the very least, a person, if they're not willing to admit to me, if you don't believe he was the Son of God, at the very least, you gotta tell me that he's an ascended master and a great, 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 great prophet and a holy man. If you can't admit that, Mm -hmm. then yeah, I'm with Scott, I would have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. But I I have yet to meet people like that too, unless they're out-and-out atheists, but I'm here to tell you, man. At the very end, we all talk to God or God will talk to everybody at the very end. And I have more and more atheists and people that didn't believe every day calling me, asking me for help because they've said the wrong thing, done the wrong thing, been at the wrong place at the wrong time and did something to invite these entities to attach to them. And now they're looking for some help from someone like me so i guess i can also say eventually everyone's going to become a believer because even if you don't believe in god you're going to meet them one day mm-hmm. that's my take
0: minister scott i Amen. have to ask you this question um at the beginning of the program you had said at one time you were an atheist but then again after after an addiction issue um you turn to Christ. There's, there's a point in everyone's life. I think where we have that issue, where we have a crisis of faith and then we eventually question our faith and then we decide what it is we believe in. Um, if there are if there are people that are listening to the show that are maybe curious, maybe they're they're questioning their faith, or maybe they are just a diehard atheist and they decide they want to listen and maybe laugh at us. Let's let's put that out there. Um, what what would you say to somebody who's questioning their faith right now? And they're in this world that they're kind of wading through evil and and they see everything around them and they see that. It is a darker world right now. What would you say to them as as far as faith goes and and what should they
1: be doing in their journey? I think first off the world right now evil is so systemic um because Everything is so interconnected. You know, Satan is pulling the strings behind the systems of the world, the political system, politicians. Um, There's mass distrust of authority, um, you know, all that stuff. Uh, But also in America right now, we are experiencing the most spiritual time in American history. The problem is it's the most non-Christian related spiritual time in American history. And for good reason, because the American church has kind of dropped the ball in a lot of ways and hurt a lot of people. Um, but, I mean, that happens. But if you are someone out there who's waiting through this and you're questioning, I want you to take what the Bible literally tells you to do, literally. It says, question everything, cling to what is true. Like, at no point, I don't know where we got this idea that questioning faith or having doubts like God, it, it's like this forbidden thing. Um, I don't believe it exactly like I did when I first became A follower of Jesus, um, my views have drastically changed on a lot of things. um, And I would expect they will continue to evolve in my faith as I go through that. So don't stop seeking. God actually promises you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Um, And so keep looking. If if you're not satisfied with the answers you're getting, find someone who can give you the answers, because the greatest lie that the demonic has gotten the world to believe is that it's not real um, or that it only affects certain people um, when every day we're all subject to it. We're all subject to temptation at the very least. Um, And, you know, so keep seeking, keep asking. Jesus says, ask, seek and knock, you know, and in the Greek, that word can mean bang on the door, like answer me. Uh, And I promise you as a guy who was going to commit suicide on my birthday, the next day, I cried out to every God and goddess for the first time in my life. I did not call out to Jesus. And the next day, Jesus literally showed up and answered me. Wow. So if you ask it's and see, sometimes God's got to make you, you, you get you to a point where you got to reach up to touch rock bottom. Yeah. Um, uh, but following Jesus won't make your life any easier, but it sure will make it a lot better. Um, And so keep seeking, keep asking questions, keep looking for wisdom, because in our information saturated world, we are lacking wisdom in a profound way. And, you know, only God gives wisdom. And so seek, ask, knock, look, ask questions, ask the hard questions. If you can't find the answer where you're at, find someone who will help you try. And I think as Christians too, we need to be able to be humble. And one thing I do in my congregation is simply say, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and BS an answer um, and make up something, you know, because this is too important. Your soul is a beautiful thing given to you by God. It's not something to just be treated, you know, flippantly and just thrown away. Um, and every human being, whether they believe in Jesus or not, is created in the image and likeness of God. And God is longing for them to come back to Him. Um, and so until those everybody is brought back into the fold we're not going to stop asking seeking and knocking and so that's what i would encourage people to do just keep asking keep looking god will god is not hard to be found uh it's just he's not found in the places you would think that he might be
0: amen that's 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 great that's great
1: bishop rita if it's always
0: darkest before the dawn is this the darkest the time can get and is the dawn around the corner (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, myself, I think. With I, I personally think that we are in end times. I do believe that, mm-hmm. and I've said that on the on the set. And that I don't know if it'll ever become out, but I, it was said. Um, and I know there were others there that felt the same way. Um, I feel like I sometimes wonder if all this communication, all the internet, all the all the the ways that we have to communicate now, and and the you know, G5 and and all this stuff, if this isn't part of the Antichrist. um, I really don't believe it's all being used for good. Um, You see every day another way people are being deceived. Um, And I I personally, you were asking about spirit boards before. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally think that one of the worst things they did is come out with movies about it because that made everybody want it. And don't you know, I think that movie came out the first time it was like November or something like that. And in December, Walmart sold like millions of yeah. these spirit boards.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, honestly, if there weren't any spirit boards and people didn't know about them, I don't think I'd have a job. I really <laughs> don't. Um, that, I've seen that much of that. Um, it's always clean up on aisle five. Um, <laughs> it, it's just, and, and you know, people don't, there's all these other things now, like on the internet with uh, these challenges and things like that. Um, and none of them are good for the people why they, they do it, but they do. And all of this has opened up more and more of the evil. And I, I truly believe that. I, I believe that it's, you know, it's darkest before the dawn. I don't think the dawn's here yet. And I'm not sure I'm going to be here long enough to see it. I will see it on the other side, I think. Okay. But I think we're going to be going through this darkness for quite a while yet.
0: Let me ask you this. You, you bring up an, an interesting point here, Bishop Rita. I, is there such a thing as using a Ouija board safely, casting a white light of protection or casting some sort of protection around you and using that thing safely?
2: Personally, from what I've seen, if there is, nobody knows what it is because they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I There's a lot of people out there I haven't talked to, and, and I don't know. Um, I just know that probably 90% of the people that I talk to that are in trouble, it started from that. Okay. and Mm -hmm. this whole thing on the board where it says just say goodbye, I'm sorry, (laughs) you've opened a portal. You cannot close that portal just by saying goodbye. It doesn't work that way. And they don't give them any other instruction to close or how to close. And um, even if they did, I don't know that they do it. I mean, they market it as a game. It Mm -hmm. is not a game. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And uh, so it's, I, I personally am one of those that, that don't think these things should exist. That's just me.
0: Bishop Rita, do you feel that we as humans think we're more powerful than we actually are? Are we delusional in, in thinking that we have some sort of dominion over the spirit world?
2: Possibly. And I also think that people, um, they, we all have this thing where it, it it's going to happen to you, but it would never happen to me. Uh, you, know, yeah. I, you know, I you know I believe in God. I believe in Christ. I believe in this. Um, so therefore, nothing, evil can come through there. That was not in the Bible. That didn't say that. Um, now you've opened that door and, and here we go. And now we've got a real battle on our hands. I just don't think we all have the correct information on this stuff. And there are people that, for whatever reason, feel like that they're not being affected by it. But you know what? I bet if you actually went down through their family and their friends, their friends and that, they're being attacked. Even if this person is not, um, I believe these things are insidious. They will get to if they can't get to you, even for right now, maybe they'll go, oh, you know what? I like the way that they keep playing with this thing. So if I start attacking them, they may stop. So let's go and let's let's you know get their family over here and see what we can do over here to destroy and what we can do over here and over here. And before you know it, what you've done is you've actually opened up a super highway, to everybody you love, everything you love, and that's what they're gonna go after. And then they'll come after you afterwards. They have, they're, they're really good about waiting. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, if you, you invite something in, it doesn't mean you're gonna see it right away. It will wait until it will do the most damage. Yeah. That's when it will show up.
0: And the battle between good and evil is eternal. It's not like it just stops all of a sudden and it's never gonna come yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. for sure, that's for sure. As we get, uh, begin to wrap up today's show, I kind of want to go around the room one more time and and just kind of uh, and ask you guys. I know we've we've talked about uh, the potential of season two, and of course we'll find out in the coming weeks um, whether there's a season two coming. Again, we're we're wishing, hoping, and praying that that happens. Um, I'll ask you guys as as we go around the room. I'll start with you, Bishop Rito. What would be the one? If you had one change and one thing you'd like to see improved in in a season two what would it be
2: um i would like to see if there's a way and i think there is a way they could do it because they were really good about keeping the action going Mm -hmm. um i really think if they could focus on one story per episode you would see you would have a lot more information about how this happened and what these people went through um, and I think it could do nothing, but it, it would just, it would just tell so much more about why this was so horrific. Why this, how did we get here? What did you really have to do to get rid of it all? You saw 10 minutes of what we did. Yeah. You know, there's so much more and so many more, um, cans of worms that opened. Um, so it, it I just, in myself just speaking for myself and i love the show don't get me wrong oh, yeah. i loved it mm-hmm. um I, I really liked it the way it is i just wish that there would be a little bit more time to tell develop each story um i think it would just come across to the viewer um just how devastating this story was to that person's life and what happened how we were able to by the grace of god take
3: that away
0: okay reverend sean what uh, what one thing would you would you change for a season two coming up
3: oh gosh uh, you know honestly uh, i feel bad that i don't have uh, really an answer for you on that one i i really really like the show the way it is mm-hmm. i um also know that <laughs> that's not my talent my forte as a show creator or a producer or anything like that i trust them there may or may not be any changes and if there's if we go to a season two and there's changes I'll embrace that and 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 I, I I just trust them and I know that they know what they're doing regardless of what changes they may or may not make is, um, is there any, if they don't make any I'm good is there anyone you'd add to the cast that you know of? <laughs> um, I don't know if they want to uh, you can I heard through grapevine okay I'm going to get hate mail for this that yes. everybody and anybody you can imagine that's in this field or closely associated to the deliverance ministry field or exorcism field was reached out to and interviewed in the process of putting this cast together. Are we, you know, are, are we the, uh, I don't know. I, uh, the cast is the cast, and somehow this is just a, we, a
0: a personal a personal wish. It has nothing to do with any rumors <laughs> or anything like that. If you had your druthers, if it was if it was up to you,
3: um, I'd like to see Jesus. That be something. I like. I'd like to see <laughs> yeah. Jesus come on the set and hang out with us. And and uh, I think yeah,
0: was there. <laughs> I think you'd get an all time high rating if you could pull that off.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. Just like I, I tell people all the time when I do my show, you know, I'm waiting for the day that I can actually get a ghost or somebody from the other side of the veil to sit down and be interviewed, because um, there's people out there that are never going to believe in what it is we do and believe in the afterlife and demons and angels and ghosts and all that, but it, it's very, very, very real, and... um I just tell people, be careful, because, you know, that you hear people all the time, uh, you just want to, I'm not a violent man, but you want to pick something heavy up and bludgeon somebody when you hear them say, I would rather, Jesus wasn't real, and I would rather rule in hell than serve in heaven. Yeah. Um, you know, the... Just be careful. That's my advice before we go. Is be careful what you say and what you do. And if they could get Jesus to be a cast member next season, that would be great. Otherwise than that, I I love the show. If they make changes or not, I I know that they they know best, and uh, I trust them. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's wrap it up with
0: uh, stuff you got going on uh, coming up here in the future, Minister Scott.
1: I'm just going to continue to. To uh, be, if happens, happens. All right. And so that's all I got going on. All right. Um, can I answer the question about yeah. changes Go I'd ahead. make real quick? Yep. Yep. Um, other than that, I thought it was a really good show. Um, I, from I think I'm the youngest person on the show, and that doesn't—that's not an insult to anybody else sure. on the show. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know how I got there, to be truthful. Um, <laughs> here, but here we are. But from the younger folks I speak to and my friends that have watched it, and you know other people, uh, they would rather have more of the round table discussion yeah um yeah and a, a reenactment at very specific key points mm-hmm. like just a scene or a blip here yep uh while we're telling the story and then we could discuss various topics that i think a lot of people would be a lot more interested in that but if they don't change anything about it i mean i think it's fine just the way it is it's just like maybe extend each a story to an entire episode would be a, a better way to encompass it all but i think the roundtable discussion we had so many really good discussions about so many different topics that, yeah. that didn't you know include and won't be included and nobody will ever know but us but uh, and maybe that's a special treasure for us but in the meantime whether there is a season two or not or, or whatever or, um, i'm just going to keep serving jesus and whenever he calls me into this to walk into the to the darkness to help somebody, I'm going to obey that call. So that's what I'm going to do.
0: Right on. Yeah. yeah. To expound on your point there, Minister Scott, it, it I found myself more intrigued, like when you would bring up the history of that Hebrew character, I was sucked in more to the things, the specific things and the knowledge that the three of you had, more so than watching the reenactment. I found myself tuning out a little bit to the reenactment because I knew I was probably going to get something a little more over the top than reality, Um, you know, and and, and knowing. But that's just me and knowing from 17 years of doing a show that I know that what I'm seeing on the screen is probably not what happened in reality with the three of you. Um, But to me, it was the actual you telling the story. And then on top of that. It was the actual knowledge that you brought to the table. That, to me, was the most interesting thing. So that's 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 my perspective in that. Uh, Bishop Rita, what do you have coming up in the future?
2: Well, it's really exciting. Um, because of all this, um, is, I'll make this really short. After the first show came out, one of my friends had pulled all her friends that watched it, and they hated it. Really? And they hated it. Yeah, they, they said, oh, well, you did a good job, but hated the reenactments hated this hated that about it and i mean i i'm just like devastated i'm just i I was she said well i just thought you'd want to know and i was just like devastated and i went to my guides that night and i said why if this is so bad why did you want me to do this and i heard you will understand the next day the very next day i started getting emails from all these women going thank god you're on that show there's women that do this i've been trying i I feel like i've got this calling i've been trying to get in i keep being stymied how did you get through and i went that's what that's it that's why you wanted me to do this so i have since started a school of exorcism for women there you go and when the course is done and over and they pass with flying colors i'm going to ordain them and they will have the backing of the church and God will have more ministers in this field. That's
0: awesome. That's what Amen. I'm going to be
2: doing.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. That's great, uh, Reverend Sean. I know you have uh, plenty of things going on with Ghost Be Gone, but uh, what uh, expound? Tell me, tell me what's uh, what's going on with you.
3: Um, well, I'm in the seminary, and if anybody knows what that's like, I am uh, constantly. 24/7 in classes and studies and quizzes and tests and lectures and and it's all good because I love God and I love Jesus I'm, so uh, it's all right now for me just a seminary but I have uh, my first book has been out for a couple of years God Ghosts, and the Minis- and the Paranormal Ministry. And then I just recently came out with God Ghost and the Paranormal Ministry 2. Mm-hmm. Both those books you can get at the website or on Amazon. I teach a Introduction to Spiritual Warfare course that you can enroll in off of my website. And other than that, man, I'm just uh, loving life. And I, I, I thank you so much. Uh, it was nice to see your face again today. Good to And see uh, to get caught up with you and some of your... Um, good and bad issues that you've you've struggled with and I'm glad you're doing much better and I just thank okay. you for having me on today it was a lot of fun and I love seeing Rita and um, Scott again and that was really cool I'm looking forward to when you have the other three cast members on and I will be right there listening
0: absolutely we'll put links up to uh, your website and for the books on the on the description of the show so people can check those out as well so very cool I want to thank all three of you for being on today I I even though Bishop Rita, you might've had some uh, complaints about the reenactments, I thoroughly enjoyed the show, all six episodes. Uh, I'm hoping and praying that you guys get a second season because I really do believe that uh, that the show has some legs and it should continue on. Um, and I believe there's some good lessons there. I really do believe there's some good lessons there. And, and it, it, if anything, there needs to be a little bit of a a, a tide stemming, if you will, Um in some of the things that are going on out there in the world. So yeah. I want to thank all three of you for being on today.
3: Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, brother.
0: God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. I want to thank my guests for this week, Reverend Sean Whittington, Minister Scott Johnson, and Bishop Rita Strugala for being on the program. Uh, again, folks, check out the Legion of Exorcists. If you haven't had a chance yet, Uh, six episodes are out there right now it's available on max you may think uh maybe the discovery plus app a lot of that is being offloaded from the discovery plus app onto max Uh, if you don't have max go out there and get it it's the old hbo max uh, has now been reformatted and put into the app called max which is a combination of hbo max and the discovery plus app they've kind of taken and put that all into one app now so uh also ghost adventures has been put onto the max app as well if you're looking for paranormal programming and a lot of the travel channel paranormal uh shows have been put onto max as well so a lot of that can be found now on the max app If you had the Discovery Plus app, you'll find that a lot of that stuff has migrated over to Max. So if you don't have Max right now, we'll put a link in the description of the show uh, to give you the opportunity to go over and check out the Max app and uh, download it and see for yourself what Max has. A lot of entertainment, a lot of fine entertainment from Warner Brothers Discovery over on the Max app. So check it out for yourself. Uh, a couple of thank yous for this week that I want to throw out there. One for Mally Fox, who's really stepped up the last few weeks and and uh, not only just come in in a pinch and, and filled in for Beer City Bruiser, but done a, a fantastic job. And I want to thank Mally for uh, coming in and, and filling in as co-host uh, for the last few weeks, especially this week and uh, doing a fantastic job. Thank you, Mally, for that. I, I greatly appreciate you and love you, and thank you so much for, for uh, being a great team member here at uh, Darkness Radio and, and helping us out. Mint Mobile, thank you so much for being a good sponsor. And, and again, folks, to take advantage of such a great deal, I, ca- I can't stress to you how much Mint Mobile is such a, a great phone company. I, I, I myself have Mint Mobile, and I'm using it right now, great 5g service you can get talk text and streaming and and internet on your phone 5g folks for just 15 dollars unlimited right now if you go to mintmobile.com darkness get that deal right now and i've got it on my iphone i'm i'm going all over town with it unlimited and uninterrupted that's the best way to put it and it is great Try it out right now for yourself, mintmobile.com slash darkness, $15 a month. You can't beat it. You just can't beat it. Folks, I want to remind you to take care of yourself and each other. Do something good for somebody this weekend, but also do something good for yourself. Uh, Enjoy the weekend. Go out and have some fun. Uh, But also, if you see somebody in need that also needs your assistance, go out and help them as well. Maybe you have a neighbor out there who can't do yard work on their own, or maybe you have a, a... a neighbor out there that needs some help or some assistance with some shopping or something, lend a hand, but at the same time, go out and have some fun as well. We've got great shows lined up for the next few weeks here on Darkness Radio. On True Crime Tuesday next week, Barbara Butcher will be with us, uh, a former New York City... I'm trying to think of how I put this. She wasn't a coroner, but... uh, Involved in the death system in New York City, we'll put it that way. For for all intents and purposes, uh, she's got a very interesting book out there, and we'll we'll be talking uh, to Barbara Butcher on Tuesday, and and much much more. Boy, have we got some! We have got some shows coming up for you here. In the month of July here on Darkness Radio, and, and I hope that you're enjoying what you're hearing here on the show. Drop me a line, Tim at DarknessRadio.com, and let me know how you're enjoying the shows. And I've gotten some great emails from people who have guests that they want to hear from. And I'm getting your your emails, even if I don't respond to them. Uh, I'm getting your guest suggestions, and I'm loving what I'm seeing. So, And I am trying to reach out and get some of these people on the show. Keep them coming, folks, and also your parish share suggestions or your parish share stories. I want to get those stories in from you. I know a lot of people think I'm sitting on parish share stories. I'm not, folks. I'm not. There's two ways to get them to me: Tim at darknessradio.com. Type it out, send it to me. I want to. I want to air them on Wednesdays. And also, uh, if you go to darknessradioshow.com, our website, you can click on that blue button on the right hand side. Send us a voice note. It's just two minutes in length. You get a window of two minutes. If you need more time than that, click on that blue button again. Send us part two, and I'll stitch that together. We'll play it on Wednesdays, and we'll weigh in on it if you want. Otherwise, we'll just play your story. The world wants to hear your beautiful voice, so send us your story that way, or just type it out the old-fashioned way, and we'll air it right here on Wednesdays on Supernatural News in our Parashare segment. Uh, Again, we want to hear your stories, folks. It's not just about us presenting the supernatural and paranormal to you, we want to hear your stories as well. So by all means, get it to us one way or the other, email it to us or your lovely voices. We want to hear your lovely voices as well. Got to ask you guys something. Is there interest in you seeing our faces? Do you want to see a video version of darkness radio? I know audio boom has stressed to us that they want to see a video version of darkness radio. We've thought about it, but we're a podcast. We've started in radio. Radio's where we're comfortable. But do you want to see a video version? You can weigh in by emailing me as well, timiddarknessradio.com, or weigh in on our social media. Do you want to see a video version of maybe Supernatural News on Wednesdays? Or do you want to see a video version of our interviews where I sit down and interview uh, our different guests? Let us know. We'd like to hear from you. That'll do it for now. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for being a faithful listener of Darkness Radio and True Crime Tuesday. Again, we can't stress how much we enjoy having you as a listener, how much we love having you as a listener, and how much we love you. Continue downloading those shows. Continue listening to them on a weekly basis. Don't hold on to them for too long, because again, we want to get credit for those listens and for those downloads. Don't let them sit in your queue for too long. Listen to them every couple of weeks. And let's get credit for those shows together. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the best in paranormal programming. This is darkness radio.